Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop. Welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This is episode 27, I believe. This one is... We did a live show on... Um, about a week ago, I always wonder why, like fucking Kevin Smith doesn't put his things up straight away, and, and people are putting straight away. And now I know the reason why. Like you have to deal with all kinds of madness, uh, uh, recording it and stuff, and mixing it and whatever, not mixing it. Like I sit there and fucking go over it, like I'm making the next Led Zeppelin album. No, no, no. I just it's it sometimes can take a while to try and do these things. So. We did a live show, only a small, tiny, tiny show, little thing, supporting some bands, which is what I'm going to continue to do. When I had JJ on, my friend JJ from the Crazy House on, and let's let's put everything on front street straight away. Is the recording good? No, fucking sucks. But I'm learning. Uh, one of the things with these shows is it's very much like like stand up almost, except there's no jokes. But I mean, it's the, you get at the venue and you kind of have to. All the bands take precedent. That's what people are paying to see. No one's paying, paying to see me uh, or the Spoken Metal show. So you can't of have to just make do where you can record however you can sometimes it's not through the desk sometimes it's full of feedback sometimes it's loud sometimes it's quiet you try and get the best kind of thing that you can get going that's what i tried to do so it's not perfect recording but what you'll see see is eventually that starts start to move forward a little bit and get a little bit better a little bit more polished, oh, fucking a lot more polished. So, bit, bit, please be, be gentle. You know, uh, I ain't Joe Rogan, I, I ain't Kevin Smith. So, but I'm trying. The whole point of this was to try and go and do as a live show. And I think people there enjoyed it. People laughed. Uh, people later came to me and said it was very interesting, which is baffling to me how that was. But it, but it was mainly down to JJ and his incredible stories. Did we get enough time to talk? Nowhere near. Me and JJ went on later on that night to talk for maybe an hour or so, two hours about all different kinds of things. And so the, th- the thinking is I'll probably do something... Uh, a little bit bigger with JD because we can talk about a lot of things. Talk about wrestling, even as a metal podcast, I'll I'll kind of do whatever he wants to talk about. But I think that was quite quite good. And he certainly said some interesting things. Whether you agree with him, where you don't agree with him, where you where do you see his point, where you don't. You know, he still had interesting things. And, and uh, one thing that is undeniable about the man is that he, he genuinely cares about metal music and rock music. He genuinely cares about it, and so I think it's interesting. So have a listen. Um, don't be one of those people who puts a comments where it says the sound shit. Yes, the sound shit. Give me a fucking break at the next show. You can more than happily do the sound, but it'll get better. It will get better, I promise. Just want to say a big thank you to the people at EGBGBs and the bands that played as well. Love Sovereign, Savage Outlaw, Riders Creed, who were absolutely so positive the feedback that i got from it i was un- it was quite quite unbelievable actually a lot of them were like i've never seen that before that should happen at every single show i, I don't know if it should but if you if you are out there and you've got a show going with some bands on and you want someone to do a spoken metal show before that show i'll, I'll take five minutes i'll take 15 minutes i'll do it on here i'll do it with it with with with, it, with a guest whatever you want i can do that for you and um, and that's what i'm going to be doing I'm going to be trying to book in these shows. We've got a couple more coming up soon. And they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. It takes on a whole different feel when there's a crowd. Some guy, as you'll hear, started asking questions, which is brilliant. Yeah, it's just brilliant that some guy's like, well, what about this? And it's this great conversation. And so I think, you know, I think I definitely want to do the live stuff a little bit more. And obviously check the website, uh, check all the social media to see when I'm doing those next ones. So it's really fun. Enough of me. Let's get on to what it sounds like when you have uh, uh, a couple of metal. Metal heads, 
uh, talking on stage in front of uh, a lot of metalheads at a really nice place um, with really poor quality sound. <laughs> so if you don't listen, if you if you get if you half into it, you're like I can't fucking listen to this. This isn't actually perfect quality. This wasn't recorded in Skywalker sound. Then fucking don't listen to it. That's cool, man. And I, I never purport to be perfect at this, but I'm gonna get better. But that much I promise you. I've learned a fucking lot. Uh, I'm way more than I did. I, I never used to do an awful lot of the sound stuff on tour, um, as you can hear. I used to do everything else, and I was just like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to get used to doing this now about DI recording from the desk and stuff and whatever. Anyway, anyway. Okay, so please enjoy. This is uh, this is me talking to JJ for a very brief time. There's no way we covered everything there, but it's interesting still nonetheless. And more than anything, it was an interesting experiment that I think paid off. So have a little listen. As always, comments, uh, like, share, all that other good stuff. Uh, and let's see what happens. Thank you very much, my friend. <laughs> good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop, and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. I said welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. There we go. This is being recorded, so just so you know, people will hear this, and whether they think there's fucking 500 people, or 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 10, uh, they'll still think it's fucking amazing. So welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. <laughs> It's sold out tonight at EBGBUC. <laughs> or maybe, you know, I mean, well, the last show I played was in front of what, fucking 100, 200 Hells Angels? Is that right, Mark? It was more, it was okay. Let's say in front of 50,000 Hells Angels I did this last show. And the guy, the guy played me on, and just before he played me on, he goes, I think you're going to fucking die here tonight, guy. And I was like, okay. But anyway, he introduces me as the spoken word movement in front of fucking 300 Hells Angels. So, but listen, 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 tonight isn't about me, we've got a, we've got a short period of time, Ian's going to give me the go home, what, you give me the go home now? Oh, okay, thank you very much, good night, no, uh, it isn't about me, it is about, um, let's, how should I do this, should I do this like Bruce Buffer does, is it both Bruce Buffer? Ladies and gentlemen, the reigning defending, no, it's, it's the longest standing uh, DJ for the Crazy House, uh, he's a good friend, maybe not after tonight, but he's a good friend. He uh, He's a defender of the faith for sure, and he's uh, he's very, very honest and very, very opinionated. We're going to find out some questions, we're going to find out about the man tonight. Um, I appreciate you all listening to my rambling, but without further ado or gilding the fucking lily, let's get my... Uh, let's have a big round of applause, by the way, for JJ from the Crazy House. Oh, shit. You good? Are we going to stand up? Are we going to fight? Are we going to do like... Like the UFC? Let's yeah. do that! Dude, we're not even in the same weight. I am vastly underweight. Okay, good to see you. you. I am JJ for the crazy ass fucking hell! The first interview. Yeah. So, how you been? I'm great. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the intro. Good to be here. Lovely venue. I've wanted to talk to JJ for a while. Uh, I've been hunting him online and uh, stalking him online and what have you. Because JJ, and he doesn't like this title, but I fucking do. JJ's a raconteur. He is involved with everything metal, uh, certainly within the Northwest. He's seen fucking every band you've ever heard of and some you haven't. He's a hugely important person, especially if you're on sign band and if you're a made band, then he's the guy who gives you that final stamp as far as I can see anyway, but 
we can't go without the elephants in the room being addressed, right? We, we got it. We got it. Yeah. So the crazy house closed. It was its last day on Saturday. Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Moments of silence. No. No. We'll just keep going. Um, so. Where did it begin for you with the Crazy House? Because it wasn't called the Crazy House, right? Uh, no. There you go. Yeah, yeah, coming, coming into Liverpool, I used to go to lots of clubs. I went to Eric's, I went to Brady's, I went to all the great Planet clubs X. in the city. Planet X. Yeah. Was a great place. But, <laughs> There's a guy in the back saying, fucking Planet X forever, man! There <laughs> um, was a club called The Warehouse, which was right. at the back, and it burned down for mysterious reasons. So out of the acid that came a band called came uh, a club called Flones. Yes. And then the powerhouse and then and around about nineteen. Am, am I wrong in thinking when when did it have that wood panelling on the wall and was, was that was that was that Sloan's? Is that right? That was, yeah. Okay. But we had Wilson's downstairs and three wheelers, which yeah. were like the bars okay. where you could go into and then we just kind of built on top of that. But you know, we were doing at that time nuclear assault, obituary, paradise loss, that kind of stuff. You know, all those kind of yeah. things, you know, the yeah. beginnings of so the, did you come in at the beginning, or was Sloan still going, and then you kind of moved in? No, uh, I, uh, I'm going to rewind them, I'm going to fuck out of people. Um, I've been doing that all night. I know, but I started out as, uh, I got involved with touring with bands. I went around the world and with fucking Motley Crue and Ozzy Osbourne and Queen and all these great bands. And uh, that's how I started out in this, so when Liverpool came on the map, um, I was coming into the city and basically Pantera were playing in town and uh, the owner of the club said to me oh, wouldn't it be great if Pantera came down to the club afterwards, it was a Saturday night and I went, I can make that happen so I did and, and the boys came back and I remember just sitting there talking to Dimebag about Kiss because I'm Kiss, my favourite fucking band alright, you don't like them, fuck you um, and so then after that Sepultura came in and we brought Sepultura came in and hung out and then Slayer were in the city um, rehearsing at the Royal Court. Slayer came down and got absolutely leathered and just sat at the side of the DJ booth. Is, it, so, is, it, is this when Kerry King had hair as well? This yeah, is like that. This is, this is how yeah. far back we're going. Me and Tom Araya just talked about Kiss. Yes. Basically, the only kind of said to me, you know all these bands, you know, you know, you've, you've been working. Are we talking? And are we, there's going to be some comedy, I promise. Some, yeah. At some point, are we talking about Howard here? Yes. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people know Howard. Um, he was no. something of an unsung hero. Is that fair? Very much so. Um, and unfortunately, he passed away. He's, uh, he's gone to the Great Geek in the Sky. And um, I don't think a lot of people know. He, he was instrument. He was the guy that was saying to you, "Okay, JJ, you know these people. You, you come along and do this." Well, he had a venue in um, in Buckley, okay. Buckley, the tip, yeah. which used to do all the great rock acts, and 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 his partner in that owned stairways in Birkenhead. God bless. You know, which, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. More white zombie. Yeah. Know, so many great bands there. So they got together and they came to Liverpool and said, "We want to do this in Liverpool because there really wasn't that much of a rock scene at uh, that, that kind of time. It was downstairs, sure. Royal Court, but there wasn't really a clubbing rock scene. And so they came and said, "We want to do this in the city, and we want to." do that Planet X kind of thing and take it to the next level. But yeah, I mean, Howard was instrumental in that. Huge, 
huge loss to the, uh, I don't think, like I say, uh, totally people don't realise what he did for the music scene, certainly the heavy music scene within this the, the, in this city. So then he goes to you go, okay, let's bring these these, these bands in. Let's bring, are these a kind of after shows or are these to... Because no, no. Korn played a, a show there, well, that's for why. Before that, we were doing stuff like Biohazard, Life of Agony, those kind of things. Right. And this was the time as, as well where rock was coming back on the scene again. The Wild Hearts, Little Angels, all that kind of stuff. Thunder. Yeah. It was all charting and there was great stuff from America like Love Hate was coming over and those kind of things. So rock here was really, really happening. And because we we had the other venues, it was quite easy to get these guys to come and play. Yeah. Um, and you know, and Cold Chamber came and played, and Fear Factory played. And of course we had all the indie stuff, which I know this is a metal podcast, but you know, we had Bush, it's music, but Placebo, yeah. and we had Oasis, and you know, we had Something of an amazing time. We're talking around the late 90s, early 90s. We're talking probably 93 through. So that's a huge time for, certainly for metal and music in itself. You have like, you know, uh, Guns N' Roses, Usual Illusions, the Black Album. This is huge albums getting made at this time. Talk about Crest of a Wave. Yeah. Uh, and we did, we also, a lot of people don't know that we did Rage Against the Machine at Royal Court. Sport, that was our show. That's a great show right you know there. I mean? That was a legendary show. We used to do outside shows. We did shows at Hefty Park. You know, we did shows in Cardiff, down in Cooper's Field. We did outside shows. And we were really trying to strangle hold the city with, mm-hmm. you know, with rock holes and yeah. metal, whatever you want to call it. Because then, uh, then it became, the Crazy House became, uh, when it changed its name, so it was Crazy House. But when did it do that thing as well, where I remember the uh, the, the lines that they drew around bodies, uh, CSI things, yeah. when was that? Yeah, that, that was later on, that was kind of about 98. This, yeah, I, I, I do that to make you feel younger, yeah. yeah. So they had like dead bodies outside, I'm like, how the fuck the, the council allowed that to happen, where they had like line drawings of dead bodies outside the show, outside the fucking venues beyond me? Uh, we, had, we had a good relationship with the council. <laughs> so then, so then, what's interesting here, and, and JJ does a really interesting article on uh, in getting to this that you want to read. I thought it was very beautifully written, uh, quite reflective, but interesting nonetheless. It was the he was saying just about the time when it was reaching, reaching its epoch and the zenith of kind of like metal and some of the more important albums coming out. There was a change in music as well. How people listen to music, how people then downloaded. Is that kind of was that kind of the start of where things basically go? Way. I see it as, as metal fans, mm-hmm. what do you want to define as metal for a start? I, sure. come, I come from Sabbath and I come from Jewish Priest and I come from Iron Maiden in 1980. I mean, it's the anniversary today that in 1980 Back in Black went to number one. That's yes. a long time ago. I come from that background. Right. So what are you defining, you know what I mean? Sure. Okay. As, as met people's what? definitions. Yeah. But in the 2000s, Linkin uh, Park, Slipknot, all that system down came out. Yeah. And there's a disparity between, I mean, we're sitting here on the weekend at Bloodstock, and there'll be a lot of people at Bloodstock that say, I won't go to download, because download isn't a rock metal festival, <laughs> and vice versa. And uh, there's a lot of disparity in the, in the camps. Okay. We got to a point, and this fucking annoys me, and I'm going to make a point of this, okay. because when I started out in the club, right, this is my take on it. When you're 14 or 15, you start to look a bit different. You get long hair, you don't like me, you paint, you paint, fucking fingernails, whatever you do. You find a place where you belong, right? You meet people you belong with. 
right? They don't give you shit. They don't fucking beat you up, but they don't call you names. That place is where you belong. And it was about us and them, right? And the them, we all knew the them are, because they're right outside this fucking building. Some of them are upstairs. I fucking hate them, right? And it was about us and them. Now we're in a situation where it's about us and us, right? There'll be a guy be standing there and he'll want Slayer and Pantera and Settle to and be going, fucking corn, that's not metal. Linkin Park, that's not metal. Marilyn Manson, that's God. And we fight amongst ourselves. We should fucking stop that. Because at the end of the day, I don't give a shit if it's Nightwish, I don't care if it's Priest, I don't care what it is. It's about us. This is a community, you know, Sophie Lancaster. Fuck's sake. You know what I mean? You've only got to look online at what happens. And I think this is the generation that can change and really get us back. I think the word been Yeah, I, I agree. You create the Sorry place. For the I do. It's just something I believe in. I think that's... See, I, we all think like we've got J.J. because he's outspoken. He is, but that's from the heart. You train a place at home for somewhere where you, where you can feel that you belong. Yeah. You know, that, and that's a... What I thought was, was fascinating when people who... When Corn and Linkin Park first came on the scene, and people were like, I don't fucking want my rap mixed with metal. And then they realised it was really heavy, it was actually pretty cool. And all those guys slowly came from the backs of the wall to came onto the pit and started pit. And they were like, okay, Rage of Against the Machine, that's fucking actually really badass. I don't, you know, yeah, it's got rap in it, so, but it's actually really fucking good. Because, because... Metal is the great unifier. It isn't exclusory. It's, uni it's, it's unified. And if there's ever a music that was, I believe metal to, to be it. But then go and listen to No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yeah. The Beastie Boys album. Yeah. No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yeah, Do yeah. not realise that's fucking Kerry King. <laughs> Hello. But there it is. Judgment Night soundtrack. There it is. Listen to the Judgment Night soundtrack. Talk to the bands. The bands don't make separation. The guys in Anthrax love different types. The guys in Metallica and talk to the bands. They love different types of music. They don't pigeonhole. Mm. So why is fans doing so it? So do you think? But I don't get it. I get it. You yeah. Know, not more metal, you know, whatever. Yeah, you've always got to be. Yeah, there's this. I've got fucking two sets of horns. <laughs> so one of the things on the phrase of what I really want to get into here is that when you did the piece and get into this, you put that it went from being music as capitals business yes. to music lowercase to business capitals. So music. Business. Business. Music. Yeah. Is that kind of where things were presented as being difficult for the decay? And any live venue, any live venue. I think, I think in anywhere you work, I think it's a business and it's about making money. And, and ultimately at the end of the day, when you're making money, that's what matters. You, you, you get to a point where the money's coming in. And I mean, I mean I, I, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll flip it for you. This is what I like to do. Sure. If Judas Priest are in town tonight, yeah. right, great, we're going to go see them, they're playing down at the Royal Court, we're going to see Priest. But I tell you what, you know what Priest are doing? They take ten albums and they're playing three tracks from each album, right? None of them were singles, all album tracks. I guarantee you, everybody go along and go, what the fuck is this? No breaking the law, no painkiller, no living after midnight, no songs I know. If Sabbath did the same, if Metallica did that, people wouldn't go. Because when you go to see a band, you expect 
to hear the hits. There was a time when Skinner yeah, toured, and, and when they played in Alabama, they didn't play Sweet Home Alabama. There'd be a fucking riot. You know, you know there'd be a riot. But it's a business. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you understand what I mean? Now, you know, we've got live bands on tonight, you know, the next generation is fantastic. It's great for this next generation. But again, if they had five singles, if they had albums on the singles night, if those bands didn't play those singles tonight, everybody would go, go home and go, yeah, they didn't do, they didn't do, they didn't do. It's a business. Mm. And it's about making money. I know it's about making music, and I'm sure the bands on here will say it's about making music, but at the end of the day, they want to sell records. They, they want to play bigger places. They want to be on the radio. They want to be on the front cover of Metal Fucking Hammer or Kerrang or whatever. So it's a business. And that's the same in clubbing. That's the same in live venues. You've got to make money. Now, that comes at a cost. And, 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 and where the cost came was the fact that perhaps we stopped being as involved in that, in that side of things. Because as we got bigger, Crown Magazine got bigger, you know, and everything got bigger, and everything started to move away, and, and, it, and it really, there was a huge change, and there was a huge shift in the generation, there was a huge shift in the music, you know, like a band like Pendulum, classic example, they're not metal, uh, but they were on a download, try telling that to Andy Coppin, yeah. um, you know, people would say, well, why are you doing Pendulum, why are you doing Prodigy, you know, why are you doing that kind of thing? For something to exist uh, and continue, continue to exist, it has to continually evolve, right? There has to be... Uh, in the Q&A! No, I'm only joking. I'm, I'm literally only... The guys can't now. The guys... Please, ask a question. Fucking hell, ask a question. What do you think? Do you think Rock should have followed that? Do you think, is, was, did, did Rock miss the shock? Did it? Liverpool's a hard city as well. You've got to take that on mind. The music industry is based around London. They come up, they go to Birmingham, they go to Manchester, maybe Sheffield, Glasgow. Liverpool's a dog leg. Liverpool is a city that... It, it's out of the tour cycle, yeah. Even if you look at the Echo Arena, when the Echo Arena came in, that's mm-hmm. not great. But bands playing, more playing Manchester than here, it's, it's almost a forgotten city. There's no infrastructure here either, by the way. No, okay, I think it's about Where's the great rock radio stations? Where's the great magazines? Where's the fucking support? Mm. I came into the city, there was a show called the, the, the Great Eastern Express. Yeah. On Radio City, don't like the least, they used to play Deep Purple, White Snake, all that kind of jazz. There was a, a, a hub. Where's the hub now? Okay. You tell me where the hub is, because there isn't a hub. And that's what we lost, so we ended up fighting against. I mean, I, mean, I, I come on record as saying the Liverpool Echo. By the way, I come on record by saying, fuck the Liverpool Echo. They never wrote about us. Even when we had some of the biggest bands in the world, didn't give a shit. JD, JD, I, I was worried he wouldn't say his mind. You. <laughs> they won't write about you. They won't write about fucking Riders Creed. The Echo won't fe- feature the Riders Creed. They won't feature Savage Outlaw. They won't feature, you know, Lost Sovereign. If we were in Manchester, the Manchester Evening News would. We were in Sheffield, the Sheffield newspapers would, the Birmingham newspapers do. There's an infrastructure, no infrastructure in Liverpool. The city isn't supporting us? Does it fuck? Okay. Does it fuck? Okay. So, 
JD as always, you know, fabulous guest. Uh, uh, exactly why we got him on, but you can understand his passion and understand where he's coming from a lot of things. But you fucking dodge some stuff. And that's what we need to cover tonight. Before we go, I'm getting to go home. The questions that I was was, was given at, uh, on the spoken metal metal shows, like various social media, is yours. JJ was the DJ. Okay, here we go. Let's do this. You ready? I'm ready for this. Okay, the biggest bring this shit on. Top of the shop complaints. Go. I'm waiting for it. Was was the set list? Go. Okay, so. I assume, because I was there drunk as balls most times anyway, I never had too much of a problem playing the kind of music I like, but some people would level that you maybe played... I, you don't even have to give the question, I know what the question is. Okay. There are different types of people. You come to the club nights mm -hmm. to get wasted, chase women. Whoa. You give a shit, all men. I know you well enough. The, the wife would attest to not that. Now at the end of the day, you're out for a good night out. Yes. Right? You're not really concerned about everything else. There's lots of other people who want to come in and they want to stand there and go, fuck me. Not, you know, not this, not mm -hmm. X, not Y. I get okay. It. I get it. However, I'm going to answer this question. I've gone on record for answering this, so I'll go on, to, I'll go on record now and I'll put this in front of you. Imagine everyone in this room and listening, because this is a podcast, right? You've got a business, that business is bringing in, let's just say, 10 grand a week. Okay. Let's say it's bringing in 10 okay. grand a week. Let's, for argument's sake, 10 to 15 grand a week. All your bills are paid, you're banking that every week. Every week you're banking it. 40 odd grand a month, right? Do the math. Half a million a year. I'm banking everybody half a million pounds. Are you telling me if I'm making you half a million pounds, you want me to change my fucking playlist? <laughs> Fuck off. As Paul would say, you can suck my dick and fucking like, like it. <laughs> that is what I will say. Yeah? What do you think? Is that no. fair? Fucking hey, you see, you give a man a film, yeah, and he will make it fucking so. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, Christ, we've got to do another one of these. This was fun, right? Come on. Love it. This was fun. One. We need to wrestle one. one. Oh my you god. Like it. <laughs> I like real wrestling. How good, how good is JJ? The nice of walking sound bites, beautiful. Let's hear it for JJ, yeah? Love beautiful, thank you very much, sir. Keep your faith. Deeply appreciate that. Keith, if you can play us out, that'd be beautiful. Just fucking stick something heavy on that is appropriate to this man. Or not. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, have you had a good night so far? Yeah. Thank you. There is a ton of metal coming at you now. I was listening to a couple of these bands fucking getting this shit together now. Oh my God, there's some good sounds coming up for now. Thank you very much. I have been Coop and this has been The Spoken Metal Show. Okay, so that was me talking to JJ uh, EBGBs. What did you think? Was it complete shit? Was it really recorded as badly as I said? Yes, it was really recorded. But did you hear like people laughing? People laughed when we talked about stuff. People asked questions because it was interesting. Because this is topics that I that, that, that I feel strongly about. I, I, I enjoy music and want to push it further and, and, and get people into bands they haven't heard of before and find out what went on with with behind the scenes on a lot of things and certainly that's why I'm talking to a lot of crew people and people like JJ. So 
yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. If you laughed, great. If you didn't, okay, I'm sorry. I'll I'll do better on the next show. But thanks for listening anyway. As always, please like, comment, share, subscribe, and all that other good stuff. Thanks a lot, and I'll speak to you again.